You are listening to episode 9 of the On the Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at, at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at on the wrong lead.com. So probably like, I don't know, maybe like two or three hours ago, I went ahead and I started, uh, I started making a stock. You ever, uh, you ever make your own like chicken stock or beef stock or anything like that? I have never made a stock. Uh, the wife, the wife, I believe has made a chicken stock before. Um, or maybe like a turkey stock, I guess, with like leftover like Thanksgiving. Yeah, I bought a I bought one of those um, rotisserie chickens. So I, there's a Mariano's here by me, which is like a who owns them now? Shit, uh, Kroger, Mariano Rivera, actually, yeah. the Sandman, huh? Um, actually, I think uh, so. I think <laughs> Kroger Kroger owns them now, but they used to be owned yeah. uh, by somebody else. They used to be owned by Roundies, which is like a. Uh, actually, I think Kroger bought Roundies. I think that's how it all turned out. Anyways, um, Roundies is like a Wisconsin brand or whatever. But uh, so I got uh, on the weekends, they have like a two for 10 deal where you can get uh, two rotisserie chickens or two eight piece uh, fried chickens or mix and match for 10 bucks. Yeah. So probably about once a month. I just uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm like. I'll have fried chicken for dinner one night and then I'll just like do something with the other, like uh, do something with the other chicken and like, I'll just use it for leftovers. You know, I'll make like flautas, I'll make, you know, fried chicken sandwiches and stuff like that. Just, you know, stretch it out. Um, and I've always, I've always wanted to just be like, all right, just let's make a stock. Like, let's do it. And for some reason, I don't know if it's just the, uh, the, um, quarantine or or what have you but i just really was, was feeling it today and so i text my i text my friend who uh who's uh went to, went to culinary school and i'm like hey i'm planning on doing this and she was just like yeah that all sounds that sounds perfect it sounds exactly what we're supposed to do so probably about an hour or two ago uh i i, I tossed everything in the instant pot you know and um got that all going and uh i come up here and like all of a sudden I just start smelling meat and I'm like, man, I'm like, is someone cooking outside? Like what's going on? Cause I just completely forgot that I had the freaking stock on. So like my entire, our entire condo just smells like, uh, like, uh, like meat right now, like the chicken. You know, when I was, when I was, uh, home post back surgery, Cindy would put uh, a meal in the crock pot and then head for work. And then I would be there and, was unaware of her intentions for for dinner with the uh, the crock pot meats, and so I would just like awake to the smell of slow cooked crock pot meat, and just like text her and be like, "You fucking monster! How dare you do that to me?" <laughs> I know now I can't touch this meat for like eight hours. You know, however long it takes for for it to to be ready for dinner. I'll tell you what, you should you should try if you've. If you want to do something that's a little uh, labor intensive, you should uh, you should try making gumbo and making a roux. Yeah, I um, I don't know if I've ever actually had like real authentic gumbo, so that's kind of like one of those things where it's like I wouldn't even know like what it's supposed to taste like. Um, it's supposed to taste like uh, heaven clouds, spicy and okra, uh, right? 
Ah, uh, that's that is a point of contention. Uh, the the presence of okra in your gumbo. Uh, some people love it. Some people aren't crazy about it. I personally not crazy about it. Um, I believe I believe in the Trinity in my gumbo. Um, the uh, onions, peppers, garlic. Um, kind of you know all all stewed in there together. Um, but like man, making a roux like limber up before before you start because if you burn that roux you f- you fucked up and you have to start again and it's just like it can be hours of stirring and you know um i did one really good one one year where um i'd take taken some uh whole ducks that i had from duck season and i had reduced out a bunch of uh duck fat and uh used uh kind of used that duck fat to make my roux instead of uh just a a uh, vegetable oil and oh my god it was like so like silky smooth and perfect and then i fucked it all up by putting uh smoked oysters in it um just fyi the uh, trinity is actually onions bell peppers and celery ah yes that's what i meant the trinity It's uh, it's mirepoix, except you toss out the carrots and replace it with uh, bell peppers. You know, a fellow Discord user uh, and Canadian, Big Sig, um, speaking of gumbo and, and the Cajun Trinity and everything, um, referred to uh, Louisiana uh, in a way that I had never uh, heard of it before. And it was, I died laughing. Um Apparently, uh, Canadians know Louisiana as sweaty Quebec, <laughs> which is amazing. That's yeah, oh, that's good, man. So, I mean, we 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 took a look a little bit at what's kind of going on this week in racing, and um, I mean, there's. There's nothing wrong with uh, with Saturday's Oakland card. I, I look briefly at what's going on. There's nothing wrong with what's been going on at Gulfstream. And well, there's a lot wrong with Gulfstream, but I mean, that's just typical. It's typical Gulfstream, you know. We're not we're not we're not talking anything new. Um, but like, I mean, the cards are decent. You know, we're getting full fields. We're getting uh, we're getting interesting sequences and stuff like that. So like, um, there are pretty good betting opportunities hanging out, um, but. Uh, you know, we're we're two weeks out from what should have been the uh, Kentucky Derby. Uh, so, um, this is usually a pretty quiet week, anyways, because everybody's kind of ramping up for next week. But um, yeah, we uh, we just kind of wanted to maybe sit here and talk a little bit about last weekend. Uh, last weekend, we had some uh, some great races there uh, with uh, the oh crap, I forgot the names of those races. The Count Fleet and the Apple Blossom. There we go. And uh, yeah, and I feel like we were uh, we were pretty spot on in those two races. Um, yeah, the the Count Fleet was, uh, except for if you want to talk about what happened uh, underneath Whitmore, <laughs> we were we were extremely spot on. Uh, I don't think well, uh, a few of us had mentioned Flagstaff. Uh, I don't think anyone said the words Maniwa. Um, oh no, we said the word Maniwa. I think quite a bit. But I think we pretty much just trashed Manny Wild the whole the whole time. In a in a very condescending tone. Uh yeah, the Count Fleet ran pretty much exactly like we thought it would. Um also we were more than fortunate to get um 
three to one on Whitmore, which, you know, I, I had mentioned that maybe with the, you know, the count fleet not being run on the traditional Arkansas Derby day, no, no spectators and the betting public, you know, being a little bit more educated and not the, the general, you know, drunk Arkansas Derby on, on track crowd that, you know, the, the money might spread around a little bit more. Unfortunately it did. Um, I wish I would have bet, you know, if not one, um, both of my daughter's futures um, on, on Whitmore in that race, because three to one was a gift though. It's worth noting that Lexitonian just closed like an absolute freight train to get second. Um, he almost, Flagstaff. Oh yes. Flagstaff, not Lexitonian. Um, yeah. Flag, Flagstaff almost, um, almost uh, gave us another, you know, Vic Stoffer uh, calling, saying that that one horse is definitely winning and then having it getting get picked off at the wire by another race by another horse um flagstaff was absolutely flying late manny wall looked like he caught a rail that was um you know i i was talking a lot of shit about john sadler um after the uh the apple blossom and the uh the finale uh for the day but uh, you know, going back and watching it, it, it looked like that rail was was pretty was pretty on because some horses were doing some freakish things on the rail uh, that day, and Manny Waters managed to catch that good rail trip and made up a lot of ground late. Yeah, I mean, I I liked Flagstaff as my uh, my second choice there, so I, I had the exact. Uh, I of course didn't play it. Um, I had most of my money invested in the uh, pick four. Um, yeah, my brother and I did, uh, we split a ticket, uh, and we hit, which was nice. Uh, we were not looking all that great going into that last leg because the payouts were kind of, um, were kind of weak to the favorite. I forgot. I, at, at this point, I don't remember who the favorite was, but, uh, we caught a nice flyer with that three, um, that ended up winning, uh, I think paid like five fifty for 50 cents. Um, Curlin, Curlin rules was the, yeah. was the three, uh, I can't remember who the, who the favorite was. Let me see. I can probably figure it out though. The, uh, More than likely uh Kurloff um, or DeGrom. Yeah. I think we have both those. We also had the 11 horse and uh, Mark also had the 11 horse, which was a huge price. The payout was double to the 11 horse. And uh, we, uh, so we're live for the, the pick four and that 11 passes by that three and the three rebreaks. And I just I could not believe my eyes. I and poor Mark, you know, didn't have uh, he didn't have any of the um, didn't have any of the three there. So uh, he ended up uh, he ended up just missing. But uh, yeah, at, it was nice. At seven fifty three a.m., uh, I, I get on Discord and I see that Mark is on, and I'm I'm handicapping that day, and we're talking about. He sends me his his his. Uh, his ABC structure for it for it. And I tell him you might want to throw in that three is at least a C because, because Ronis and John Sadler, essentially like at seven fifty three AM, I completely forget this conversation. So I don't do anything with a three either. And 
and a wonderful bit of not being able to read a room as soon as that three comes in i send him a screen grab of our conversation not realizing that he had lost quite a bit of money because of it and uh like i just got the most hearty like fuck you for it and like it was just complete like social unawareness you know what it it would not have been so like heart-wrenching if that 11 didn't make had not passed make that move at the top of the stretch and just blow past the three i mean i was sitting there i was counting my money i was like oh like piece of cake and sure enough the three re-breaks and i was like holy crap um my uh my brother and i split a ticket we were in for 50 bucks each we did uh we did abc it um so uh we had a bit of coverage going into the end i think we had like four or five horses or something on that last race so so that was it was a nice feeling to to be live that many horses uh although um i have been live that many horses and whiffed but um but it was a nice little you know we we ended up we, we invested 100 we got like 560 back so you know, we got four to one on our on our pick four, and that was fairly logical. You know, I mean the um, uh, so Whitmore obviously the was the favorite and and won pretty convincingly. Uh, Flagstaff did make that light that late move, and um, I think Flagstaff's a good horse. Uh, I I just think that uh, uh, Whitmore right now is just a just a better horse, and uh, it just set up a little bit better for him. Well, um, and it was the it's the quintessential horse for course too. Like that's Whitmore loves that track, has always loved that track, has never not well, excluding this year's Hot Springs Stakes, has never not run like an absolute monster uh, across that track. Um, you know, even gave Matoli a, a run for for his money in a, a you know last year on Arkansas Derby Day once again in the Count Fleet on a track that was 100% kind of more geared towards Matoli being very sloppy and very sealed, um, which, you know, it, it should have played for Matoli and he was right behind him. So, yeah. Um, I want to say he was co-favorite at three to one with, uh, with another horse um, who uh, I can't think of right now, but I might be wrong. Um, it was uh, my daughter's first birthday, and there were several celebratory uh, mint juleps before post time for that one. Yeah the uh, the next race in that sequence was um, was the the break even show. Um, I know a lot of I know Caleb for sure was against break even. Uh, we actually singled break even. I thought that that horse was just towered over that field, um, and. Uh, won a pretty convincing race. I mean, those were not soft fractions whatsoever and just hell stayed up front and just went coast to coast. I really just screwed myself last weekend um, by doing something that I'm embarrassed to admit to you, Josh, which is uh, I referenced the sheets and I let the sheets push me towards some horses that I probably shouldn't have. Right now, just looking at the Briz Pace figures with that huge E1 number, I'm kind of kicking myself for, for not going after uh, break-even. But then again, I kind of figured that break-even and Mount Brave might have might have linked up and uh, and melted it down. So the one, um, the one thing that... I guess pushed me towards being okay singling uh, break even there was break even had won multiple times 
in just absolute nuclear pace fashion, just out dueling another horse or two and still hanging on and winning. And so I kind of was like, fuck the pace scenario and just was like, it doesn't matter. This horse is getting to the lead and it's just going. The only way this horse is losing if it uh, misses the break. Um, now, granted, we used a couple of C's um, in our in our sequence. I don't even remember which horses I we used. Um, our decision was, okay, Whitmore and Flagstaff in the first leg and then break even in the second leg. And then let's just go like, let's just toss a bunch of horses in and just see what kind of madness we can get. And um, we, we almost had some, uh, some fireworks in that third leg there with uh, Ollie's candy, just doing the unthinkable and grabbing the lead from Serengeti Empress and uh, uh, cookie dough and almost wiring the thing. I had a, and I think I said it on the stream. I had a feeling that Ollie's candy would send, um, maybe not as like a sustained send, maybe like a send and relax. Because I my theory on the race was that if you hangs if you beat Serengeti Empress to the rail and you and you hang her wide, then she probably was not going to win that that race and. That 100% happened, and they tried to to rate Serengeti Empress, and that's just not that horse's that horse's race. The what unfolded, uh, you know, after the first turn with Ollie's Candy putting up just mind blowing fractions, I I couldn't have predicted uh, at all, um, especially with uh, with Cookie Dough being entered and um, you know a couple of other early speed types. I I really thought it would be maybe you know uh cookie dough hanging hanging sir you know a a three wide coming out of the first turn with all these candy cookie dough and um serengeti empress with uh all his candy kind of pulling back letting letting them duel it out and then and then tr- trying to go but no it was it was dead send from the start and they went 22 and 2 and 45 and 5 and that is insane for a mile and 16th especially for uh ollie's candy to hold on and actually still get a piece at that like when i saw the pace i thought this is a street band race this is 100 a street band race and they were i remember watching the limited series on hbo chernobyl and that was not how how meltdowns ended like that that was just amazing um that you know a race would go nuclear like that and you would still have one of those horses hanging on for a second yeah it was um yeah it was it was definitely interesting i know uh tom amos came out and uh didn't exactly have uh, the best things to say about um telemo's ride on serengeti empress um something along the lines of and i'm paraphrasing here but uh tom i guess essentially said uh he went with plan b but i told him there was no plan b you get to the lead so it didn't seem like he was very uh very happy um yeah but i mean come on so i i've never seen serengeti empress in that race that that distance 
get to the lead with fractions like that. I mean, I'm looking, I pulled up the, the previous PPs, the, the Cotillion, uh, 22 and three did not have the lead. Um, the test at, at Saratoga, a seven furlong race, uh, went 22, got out on the lead, did not hold like that. Those were blazing fat. I, I kind of side with Talamo there that, that you kind of needed to pull that horse back a little bit, especially if you didn't have the rail, which, uh, in hindsight, after doing some replay work, there might've been something there as opposed to, uh, my immediate bitching that there, there was, uh, something special with the oats and the, uh, John Sadler barn. I mean, maybe Joe Talamo did the right thing. Um, it's tough to say. Uh, I just, yeah, with that pace, I still do find it kind of hard to believe that, uh, Serengeti would have won that race. Um, but I mean, Ollie's candy held on for seconds. So, um, but I mean, in the end, CC ran a heck of a race, um, big, big race, big, big race. And, you know, was posted out wide, you know, just stayed wide and, you know, waited, waited to make that, uh, that move there at the top, at the turn to the top of the stretch and just, you know, blew on by. Yeah, I mean it, it was it's a horse that has been improving since it came back from the layoff. It's you know I I'm going to remember this angle from now on, which is if you put a man with spinal problems on a plane, watch the fuck out. Um because Victor Espinoza, I mean if he's anything like me, if his spinal problems are anything like mine, we do not like to fly and uh if he was going to fly all that way, he was going to win. CC did blow on by, but didn't didn't really. Uh, only only won by a by a head. It looks like um, it, the horse was completely low at the top of the stretch. It looked like 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 uh, looked like he was going to win e- or she was going to win easily. But um, Ali's candy was game to hold on for a second. Um, I did uh, I did see somebody post on the Discord that they were so upset with Joel's ride and uh or not the discord on reddit sorry and uh the r horse racing subreddit how mad they were at joel's ride and how he should have saved some some of his horse and i'm like are you flipping kidding me joel gave the perfect ride and got beat by a head by a much better horse yeah i mean on a rail that it looked like you had to be on ran serengeti empress off of her feet ran cookie dough off of her feet you know it you beat them beat them at their own game and you managed to uh manage to hold on and really just get nipped at the wire um after those those sort of insane fractions like i mean i don't know what else you you expected i mean that still came back a pretty fast race i mean what was the final time for for the mile and 16th but 143.14 that's a quick mile and a 16th race and held i mean that's that was just joel joel knowing what he had under him in terms of in terms of horse and and everything because i mean the horse was flying from from start to beginning um i mean if you've got the horse send the horse i i think it's worth noting that the horse that i absolutely loved was an absolute no show. Like I didn't even see his little GPS, her little GPS blinker anywhere with Lady Apple. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty tough. Um, I had the, I had Lady Apple as an A along with, uh, I believe Street Band and Serengeti Empress. I think those were my A's. Um, and 
luckily, like I said, we we blew, we went AA the first two races. So in a pick four, you do that, and all of a sudden, it's like, well, all your Bs are As at this point. Um, so uh, yeah, I had CC as a B, um, and you know, CC came through uh, in a real big way. You know, CC definitely you know cemented herself as as one of the better four year olds or uh, older, I guess, just older uh, older females. Um, I think when I was listening to the Time Form US Pace cast, I know they uh, they seem to think that the the rail wasn't really as good as people said it was. Um, and uh, but they also they also pretty much said CC ran the best race and. Uh, CC probably is the uh, the best older female not named uh, Midnight Bisu right now. So that's that's very true. Some someone pretty well pegged it when they said that this is you know this is the uh, Breeders' Cup, you know, Philly and Mayor um, or uh, Distaff basically run in in April um, because you're gonna see a lot of these horses in the Breeders' Cup this year. I'll be honest though. I mean. If we don't, if you don't have as much speed signed up, I mean, Serengeti Empress is still always dangerous. Um, I think maybe even just no cookie dough, you know, would have uh, would have changed things a little bit. But who knows? It was, uh, you know, cookie dough is, is pretty much a sprinter um, that was that, you know, can run at, uh, you know, can put up those 21s sprinting. So, yeah, yeah, this is true. And then we uh, we pretty much we talked about the last leg a little bit. Um, uh, what was it Curlin's rules uh, ended up winning that one? Yep, Curlin rules uh, rebreaking along the rail um, to to take to to break poor Mark's heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Mark. Poor Mark. I uh, I was looking at the I pulled up the Equibase charts and I somehow got. Some GPS chart. What is this? Have you have you looked at these before? Uh, I have not. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. Might have to take a look at that a little bit. Um, but yeah, Curlin's rules uh, went wire to wire, um, and uh, well, technically not because arrival <laughs> arrival at uh, at the straight pulled ahead, and then ended up losing by two lengths some or uh, by neck somehow. Um, yeah, that was tough. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm still kicking myself for if Ronis can turn combatant into a, a big cap winner. <laughs> why couldn't they do it with curling rules? Um, and that was just kind of a quick little recap of uh, of last week. Um, have a couple of uh, decent stakes races coming up at uh, Oakland this week. Yeah, you get a chance to look at them at all. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the at the PPs right now. The the Bachelor uh is absolutely loaded when it comes to to three year old sprinters. Um and also some uh, a horse that if he if he actually makes it in is cutting back was a horse that I, I really liked uh in the uh, Oakland Stakes a couple uh, a couple weeks ago. Sir Rick. Oh Sir Rick. I remember you talking about this horse. Yeah, I mean, got him cutting back from a from a mile and an eighth, and put him in the bachelor at, at six furlongs. Um, you know, April eleventh to the twenty fifth. So I mean, two weeks right on the nose, and 
you know, you got to run them when they're right. So I, I'm really intrigued by the fact that they're they're wheeling them back for another what what is a black type stakes race. I mean, it's only a, a you know 100k purse, but um, it's another one of these races at Oaklawn that is essentially a you know graded stakes field um, running for what's not a huge purse, um, which I'm absolutely loving, but uh, loving and hating at the same time because it's making these races extremely difficult. But, I mean, you've got the likes of Eight Rings. You've got uh, Ginobili, who absolutely, uh, for lack of better terms, shat the bed in his last start with the bad break uh, coming back and uh, and running. So, yeah, Liam's pride has entered. Um, you've got uh, Lycan, who uh, has made a little bit of noise. Uh, as well as uh, Echo Town, who ran huge for uh, Asmussen on um, on uh, Rebel Day, with the uh, he had a setup from from uh, Zeramid, the uh, Zayat stables horse that that Asmussen currently has in his barn. But you know, horse horses that have that have run big. Um, you know, this is a a really great sprinting field and once again i mean you might get a you're getting a little bit of a preview of some some big time horses that that can make make some noise come yeah come november yeah i really uh i really kind of like a uh, long weekend here i think long weekend is a pretty interesting horse here uh won the uh, gazebo last time out uh six for alongside oaklawn and you know we've we've definitely seen horse for course uh angle work a bit um, one for one over the track at the, the distance. So um, definitely one I'll, I'll probably be looking at. Uh, Sir Rick has some crazy pace figures that make him very interesting, um, especially if we can get uh, some kind of a uh, price there. Um, and especially because we know eight rings is going to take a ton of money. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know what eight rings is right now yeah i i really don't know what to make of eight rings either um my two favorites here before going in and really doing a deep cap job is going to be uh echo town and most definitely sir rick i'm very intrigued by that by that cutback um that that sir rick has uh Echo Town, um, if this race melts down, is more than likely going to be your horse. Um, if I saw Zeramid entered, I would think that most likely uh, the reason for Zeramid being entered would, would be as a rabbit uh, to kind of melt things down. But I don't think that the horse will need any help between Eight, ring, eight Rings, Long Weekend, Ginobili, uh, Liam's Pride, uh, all being entered uh, to, you know... No, no additional, uh, no additional uh, construction required for a pace meltdown here. And so, Echo Town, um, which I'm not sure how much of a price you would get. My guess is that it would probably be a good one, considering uh, this is the first time for Echo Town stepping into stakes uh, company. Um, and then I think you would also get that same price on on Sir Rick, but. You know, it's another race that looks built for a meltdown, but it's going to be a question of how they've got the track playing, uh, if it actually does melt down or not. Yeah, it, sh- it should be interesting. Um, I mean, at six furlongs, you really do need uh, quite a lot of pace in order for a meltdown to happen. But uh, yeah, it- it's going to be a 
it's gonna be interesting. Oh, we uh, we have an early weather forecast and all. Yeah. Um, let's see. Tonight you're you're getting some rain and you're gonna get a little bit of a dry off on on Friday, but then another little dose of rain overnight uh, before uh, Saturday. So really, God knows how the track is gonna play. I think it's really gonna depend on how sloppy it is tomorrow how much of a dry off they get and how substantial that little second dose of rain they get will be. Um, I could easily see it being a, uh, a muddy track and I could also see it being good drying to fast, uh, kind of like we saw on, um, well, Saturday that had already dried all the way to fast, but, um, you know, you, you could get a, a, a pretty fast track by the end of the day. Um, if it's some, if it's a track that is that is rated good, uh, it's got a little bit of moisture to it. I would think that it's going to play more in the hands of uh, like an Echo Town, of a Lichen, of a Sir Rick. Um, if it's dried all the way to fast, then I mean that that's another one where uh, the uh, the early speed could really carry. It's kind of like the uh, Rosario horse uh, that I couldn't can't remember the name of that was ran last Saturday. Ollie's Candy. No, uh, the sprinter um, that you singled. But yeah, this this feels like a excellent opportunity to beat that silver haired fuck Bob Baffert. With yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame that we we're not gonna have like workout reports or anything like that for this. Um, uh, I mean, eight rings has definitely got uh, got the uh, class advantage here, but um, I just. I, I have no idea. I don't know what to make of this horse, you know. Um, I mean, just ran a dud at the Juvenile. Uh, the Futurity, Delmar Futurity through the uh, through the jock. But coming back as a three-year-old now, you know, some some horses don't hit their best stride right away. Uh, I mean, that the Maiden Win and the American Pharaoh both both came back. The, the figures came back decent. Um, I mean, and there there's a good argument that horses that really kind of, you know, have that huge two-year-old year rarely do come back to to uh, run really well as three-year-olds. I can think of of a few examples. Good Magic being being one right off the top of my head, but of course, game winner. Yeah, uh, game winner. Yes, that's another one for sure. Um, who also runs for that silver-haired fuck Bob Baffert. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know what to make of eight rings at all. Um, I'm kind of irked by the fact that the best figure that he's that he's ever put up was in his uh, main special weight win at uh, at Delmar. Um, looking at the Briz figures, it's been a steady decline um, after after uh, that race and then throwing the Drock in the Futurity, which uh, brought Nucky to the collective consciousness. <laughs> that is a Nafi horse right there. That 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 is if Nafi was gonna have a back tattoo of a horse, it would be fucking Nucky. No, this this seems like a this seems like a moneymaker race. If you can, I haven't seen, of course, Morning Line, but it, it feels like if you can get a price on Echo Town, um, Sir Rick, Sir Rick is definitely gonna be overlooked because of how he finished the uh, how he finished the uh, um, Oakland Stakes. However, go back and go back in his history and. Granted, running at Lone Star and Louisiana Downs and Delta Downs, um, man, this is a Mark horse. Um, <laughs> granted, how he ran at, at those bullshit tracks um, 
in in five furlong sprints uh, and being able to close, uh, it it really seems like uh like this could really set up well uh, for uh, for Sir Rick. Um, I don't really think uh, it seems like Diodoro's had more horses that are are competitive in stakes races this year, and and this seems to really be one of them. Yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm pretty I, I actually really like a uh, long weekend here, so we'll uh I'll take a uh, closer look. Um I'm in the process of my uh like triannual hey, let's try time form US again and see if we can fi- make it work. Uh so Oh Josh Josh, you can't mix sauces. We've we, been over this. We have been over this, so I've uh yeah, I've uh, I've taken I've taken the use using uh, time form a little bit, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I talked you off the ledge this time last year. Says the man who used sheets on Saturday. How? Why would you do that to me? Why would you bring <laughs> that up? I was so mad at Tom. I was immediately mad at Tom after after using the sheets. Uh, the worst is then then Tom will come back and be like, dude, why would you have liked that horse? That horse didn't make sense. God, but it oh yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mix I mix sauces. That was just I'm a cautionary tale for sauce sauce mixing. You can't make a vodka sauce and then throw some Alfredo on top of it, man. Oh, dude, that sounds awful. Yeah, that does. Actually, it sounds pretty good and I would eat it. Um so and uh, the next race, the race ten is the carousel, which is the return of Bellafina. Um, yeah, uh, another. That's it's another one of those. Just this should be a graded stakes field. Yeah, Bellafina. Um, the other big horse in here, Mia Mischief. Yep, and Amy's Challenge too. That's that's a horse that's one hundred percent rounding into form at the right time i think with amy's challenge had a long layoff needed a race in the american beauty and just got ran off of her feet ran a good second in the spring fever uh i kind of like amy's challenge in the spot sorry to jump ahead no you're good my question to you though is does lady Subi show up on any of your tickets ah that's like you got it right. You can't get screwed by Hironis again, right? Right. I mean, I I might definitely use Lady Subi um, defensively. However, I'm really not crazy about um, about uh, the Tyler Bays on the mount. It was exactly the reason why I didn't use um, Lady Subi in the in the uh, Pippin um, because. Um, it was like the the race before um, I saw uh, Tyler Bays just go for the lead and not save anything for the stretch on Lady Subi, and it made me really uh, really fade him for that race. And I'm glad that I did because it kind of petered out till fourth. Kind of got the same ride. Um, I mean, at this point, all of these Ronas horses are dangerous, and you kind of have to use them. Um, but it, it'd be one hundred percent a defensive move in my, by, on my part. Yeah, I mean, part of me wants to fade Bellafina because this is races outside of California. But I think uh, Bellafina is probably is got to be the class of this field, right? I wouldn't disagree at all. Um, 
granted, you know, running the La Brea it makes you wonder. There are always those questions as to how talented that that California crop is that she's she's been running against. Um, then on top of that, um, I mean, ran second to Co- to Kofefi um, in the uh, the Phillies and Mare sprint, which you can't really fault her for because Kofefi is uh, an absolute monster. Um, I will probably try to scare my kids into going to sleep by telling them that Kofefi is, you know, hiding under their bed and will just run rough shot over them if they if they act up. I don't know. I I really I really think that uh Amy's challenge, maybe even what a fox, uh might be might be dangerous there if you want to go around Bellafina and I most certainly kinda want to go around. Um but I mean the if you look at the results for the last few weeks, it's been Santa Anita East. It's been all these California horses that have really, you know, really excelled. I think this is one of those races where you're either on the favorite or you fade it. Um, I'll probably just be on Bellafina. I mean, me and mischief looks, looks pretty good. Um, I guess you kind of got to decide between the two. Um, Bellafina hasn't run this distance since probably since the two year old two year old season I'm guessing. So it should be uh it should be interesting if the the short distance isn't going to be um going to be an issue. Well, where Mia Mischief is clearly a six furlong horse. Yeah, m- most definitely. I mean, if you if you look at Bellafina's you know past performances, the I don't even see you know. Maybe one attempt at the uh, at the distance here. Um, not not really her cup of tea. Um, Amy's challenge uh, seems like a horse that that I would want a whole lot of. Uh, what a fox has run some really good races uh, here locally. Um, you know, never really stepped up into uh, into stakes competition, and except for the the last race, the Spring Fever which uh, didn't really wasn't really the same grade of stakes competition. You know, like I said, this is a this is a graded stakes field masquerading as black type stakes. So um you know I I I'll probably want a lot of Amy's challenge if I'm if I'm just straight win betting because Bellafina will more than likely be bet to oblivion. Yeah. I mean I, I'm guessing Bellafina is gonna be what four to five in here yeah i haven't seen the morning line odds but uh i'm I'm gonna guess that she's more than likely going to be uh nine to five roughly morning line um which leads me to believe that she will be less than even money on the board by the time this one the gates close yeah i mean between her and me and mischief it'll be interesting to see how much money each of them takes um but uh yeah i i, I think Bellafina is the uh the class here so it'll be interesting um a horse that might oh wow uh a horse that shouldn't be ignored uh, i'm just seeing the mount on this one sunnydale uh hollendorfer got rosario up and has won his last three improved well ran pretty well flat and then improved last out um has won three straight at Oakland after shipping in. 
that's uh that's a horse to keep an eye on um that has all the marks of a uh of a uh, upset maker right there and then you know what what a fox ran two straight and then uh you know a third in the spring fever against uh a couple of the uh, competitors in this one but yeah if if i'm if i'm making a ticket i've probably got bellafina Mia Mischief and uh, Amy's Challenge as an A. Uh, I'm probably going to use a horse like What a Fox um, or, or Sunnydale as a B. Yeah, I'll probably uh, I'll take a deeper dive and I'll probably just be single if I'm playing something horizontal between Bellafina and Mia Mischief and just uh, hope for the best and try and spread other legs. But uh... yeah, it's a uh, you know the the. Gr- I say the great thing. Let me take that back because, uh, you know, having these all these tracks closed um, isn't a great thing. Uh, there are people whose livelihoods depend on having people come to the races every day. You know, you have your backside workers. You've got your your uh, concessions people, your ticket takers, your, you know, tout sheet sellers who really, you know, need that money. Um, so... Don't don't let me misconstrue this as you know. Oh, all the other tracks are great and you know are closed. So you know only only my home track that I love so much is open and it's a, an amazing thing. I'm not saying that in the slightest, but with everyone's focus solely on on Oakland, it it I'm kind of happy that that happened because the apple blossom uh last weekend like which is most definitely in like an instant classic race you know everyone's focus was on that and it's it's kind of cool to share that sort of uh racing experience outside of uh you know kentucky derby weekend or uh or the breeders cup yeah i mean you're mostly going to be focused on uh oakland this weekend right Oh yeah, um, you know, for for our contest, I'll take a peek at uh at Gulfstream or Tampa. But I mean, whenever Oakland, that's that's my that's my a number one, my bottom bitch. Yeah, I'm probably gonna stick to mostly Oakland, a little bit of uh, Gulfstream or Tampa, um, but probably not all three. So I'll take a look at the cards and see see what's going on. Um, but uh, I think is is this the weekend that Ira comes back? Uh, that I don't know. I'm not sure. Yep, Saturday. Uh oh. Uh oh. Bowl cut in the house. Bowl cut, dude. His hair is gonna look like a mess right now. Right. It's probably all in his eyes. He's gonna have to like uh gel himself a couple gaps in the in the bowl cut. Tyler's probably gonna make fun of him for it. <laughs> Uh, Tyler is uh, suspended. Doesn't mean he can't make fun of him for his hair. They, when you put those two together, they look like they look like uh, one half of a boy band, maybe two thirds of a boy band, depending if you're going for like a like a O Town ninety eight degrees sort of thing, flying around on private jets together, wearing fashionably torn jeans. Anything else? Uh, anything else you want to talk about from last weekend or this coming weekend? Well, considering I just made that weird, not really. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be going live again Saturday. Uh, I'm thinking around one o'clock. Um, I know this is kind of a production uh, production meeting inside of the uh, inside of the podcast, but uh, 
we'll uh we'll figure it out we're gonna try and get all three tracks going so mark can have his uh his fabled um tampa back but uh we all know that mark kind of sucks at uh verticals so i'm not really too worried well didn't he end up being the only person up with uh hitting a because uh, i know i didn't hit any horizontal tickets he's the only person that i know that hit a uh a vertical ticket uh during the contest so he might actually be in the lead that ginger fuck yeah i gotta i gotta get on uh and see what's going on uh with the totals I think me and you both have like what, like twenty four bucks or something left over. Caleb busted. Uh, yeah, I was sitting at at twenty three fifty. Did did Caleb? Uh, did Caleb? Oh, uh, Caleb's out. He's done. He's got to buy it back in. I know how the mighty have fallen. We gotta we gotta teach those boys that that pressing that all button is not to be done all the time. Mm-hmm. You could have taken that taken that shot for four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and used your used your best opinion and only lost four dollars <laughs> true yeah i uh i whiffed on uh on the pick four and uh not by much i just i think i had i didn't have cc i think i played my a's only and i had cc as a b so uh, so are you gonna are you gonna keep trying to play play pick fours or did this pick four particularly uh, speak to you? On uh, I think I think I just uh, since I had uh, handicapped the pick four already, um, I just went with it. Uh, so I just I just wanted to I guess be uh, keep it simple. I had to handicap the pick four. I thought it what it could be a little chalky, um, so I figured playing my A's might have been uh, might have been profitable there. So, you know, I, I almost ended it with a with a 40 to one to start off and then completely whiffed on the next two legs. Uh, and it, I'm kind of glad that that it worked that way, because whenever I, I take all of your uh, your bourbon buyback ends, then I'm going to be I'm going to buy myself a really nice bottle. Yeah, I know we uh we sent Mark his money, so I think on Saturday he will be he will be debuting his uh he'll be debuting his bottle, so it'll be interesting to see what he picks. Did, I thought he get did he get the the Ocean Aged, which I'm drinking right now. Uh, he said that he was going to go and buy uh, E H Taylor. Uh, I think so. I think he might buy the E H Taylor Rye. I'm not sure. But he just said that uh, he's like, I can buy any bottle, right? And I was like, yeah, I was like, sure. Just show it off on stream. So it'll be interesting to see what it's, he gets. It's going to be something weird in Japanese. I hope so. God, I hope so. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll, we'll end there. Um, I am uh, I'm Josh. Uh, got Chase. And uh, I have no idea why why i made that ending so awkward so we'll we'll redo that yeah that's it's kind of it's kind of like we did we tried to shake hands and then decided to pound it but like weren't on the same page and then it ended in like a like a half arm hug there with that goodbye definitely um but uh yeah for uh, Chase, I'm Josh. Uh, we're on the wrong lead. You can catch us at ontherongleadcom youtubecom slash lead. and uh, we're on Twitter at at under at wrong underscore lead at wrong underscore lead. Yeah, I think I said that right. Um, <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>